0: NBA Strayer, how are you going? Yeah, it is Tuesday, November 30. Where's the year gone, bro? And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for Rolling Stone, Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Strayer a bit. That's what we do, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. And we don't take things too seriously, do we? No. No, we don't. We leave that for the nerds. God, they love to be serious about basketball. Uh, Today, awesome day. We got Joker Morris 2, but not really, uh, in Nuggets, Miami. We got a ball, ball. That's right, a ball, bowl in Chicago with the uh, Bulls taking on the Hornets. Like it's the 95 playoffs again, everyone's losing their minds. Michael Porter Jr., Dunchkish for the season. Oh, geez. A couple of big names being cut from their rotations in New York. Talk about that. As well as nine games to cover in the NBA Australia game wraps. Nice one. We've also got That's Not a Knife, Old oh Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, a great one actually today because you've got Lonzo versus And uh, We've got Yeah, Nas, we've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, we've got our back take-house where we're serving up a flame-grilled take. There's Australian play Watch, a couple of the... Uh, we got Jock out there, we got Joshy Green out there today. Love that. Uh, we're going to Shane Hill Shooter, shoot a shoot shoot a shot line him up award and the game previews and picks for tomorrow before a very 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 quick <laughs> jingles HR. Today's is just so dumb, but whatever. <laughs> right, episode seven oh nine of NBA Australia. Let's go. Support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist sh- grooming champions of the world. they make your pain look good. Uh, Manscaped, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's a whole bunch. but I'll tell you what, men's grooming products. It's awesome. they got a little bit of everything for a little bit of anything. Uh, and they've also just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. So we better check it out, huh? I'll tell you what, I did. Got one from the, uh, the old man for his 60th. Loves it. So he's joined over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And you can too with this exclusive offer just for you. Just for you, bro. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER in Manscaped. Seriously, we got our first dibs on the 4.0. I was blown away from it from the get-go. Love it. I just love using the bloody thing. You know? Just go to town. Just cut me initials into stuff. (laughs) But either way, literally... It comes down to uh, usability and stuff, doesn't it? It's got a light. It's wi- It's got wireless charging. It's wireless. Waterproof. Off you go. You don't need much more. Basically, it just simply comes down to the simple idea of if you're using your face trimmer on your nuts and nut trimmer on your face, it's gross. Come on. Come on, step up. Join in the big boys. Grow up, would ya? Anyway, so there you go. You've been doing it wrong. Stop that right now. Don't get pubes in your mouth. Get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped. You'll make me time the best time. You'll enhance your confidence from some nice, smooth boyos. So 20% off and free shipping with the code out Your balls will thank you, and so will anyone who goes anywhere near or around them. And you'll get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and sh- free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job. With men's goats. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Oh, you better watch out for the extreme zing meal attack. The extreme zing meal. If you're uh, Jarrett, go the fro, Alan. Jeez, how was that? Uh, anyway, let's start today. show the way we start every show here at NBA Straight with a daily <coughs> whip around uh, Michael Porter Jr. So we kind of knew or suspected something like this might be happening when uh, any time you have to go to a doctor, a different doctor, go get a second opinion, you've probably heard bad news the first time around, you know what I'm saying? So when MPJ is off down in Florida, uh, having sat out a bunch of whack time already with the back problem, nerve problems and stuff like that, you're like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And then it's second opinion. I'm going to go explore me options in Florida. They'll inject some gator juice in my back. It's just meth. Um, <laughs> he's now out for the season with his third back surgery. So, yikes. Hey, this sucks because, look, for all the shit I like to give Michael Porter Jr. because he's a fucking nut bar uh, he is a fun as hell basketball player to watch. And by extension, like, so are the Nuggets when he's playing. And this is just kind of sh- bit shit. So, luckily, though, for him, uh, third back surgery, but he has already signed his extension, which uh, I don't believe kicks in until next year. So, you know, he made that money. That's fine happy days there. Uh, if you're Denver or a Denver fan, you are just going to be sitting of, come on man, are we snake bit? We'll talk about that later. Other injury news. Jalen Suggs, the Magic announced uh, after today's game that they had a look at his hand and uh, he's got a fractured right thumb which sucks. So he's out for an extended period of time according to uh, Orlando. And I do love when you've got breaking news basically during a game from a team and then the news breakers in the NBA uh, basically re- you know, slightly change the wording and put it off. It's like, oh, this is, bro, oh, I broke this. It's like, no, the team's PR just sent it out. Shams. <laughs> so not only are you, like, using Orlando's PR, you're also, you know, Clutch's PR, so good on you. But Jalen Suggs, It kind of sucks because he just, like, had a pretty good game today and was sort of getting into the groove a little bit more in the NBA. He had been a bit of a train wreck early on, but he was getting much better and. You hate it when this happens to rookies, right? It was the same with Evan Mobley, but he's bounced back no problems. But when they take some, you know, just a couple of weeks here and there, just as they were sorting to get up to speed, as they were just starting to get used to this, you know, the ins and outs of the NBA a little bit, on the court, hitting their comfort zone maybe a little bit. If they then get injured, it just stinks. So hopefully he's back soon. Hopefully that thumb isn't too bad, but you hate a broken thumb, especially on AR. On a right hand, uh, if you're trying to play basketball, not ideal. Joe Harris is also out now, four to eight weeks. They've sat him out for a little while. Uh, Basically, his left ankle wasn't responding to treatment, and they had a closer look, and it turns out there was a bit of uh, something in there, a bit of loose body. You don't want loose shit in your feet. I'll tell you that much. Having had that, it's the fucking worst. You don't know how much you need your feet until you don't have them. (laughs) Either way, uh, he had surgery... Uh, By Martin O'Malley, who did KD's uh, foot stuff. And four to eight weeks. They think it might be on the closer side than that, but who knows. But either way, sticking in New York City. Big news today with us is that a a couple of big veteran names are going to be cut from their spots in the rotation for their respective teams. Kemba Walker has been told to go take a seat by uh, Coach Tom Tildo. He's like, nah, Kemba. Ice, ice, Kemba, you're shit, but I really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, So Alec Burks will remain in the starting lineup, and we kind of knew this was coming because Kemba's been, ooh, what's the word? Shithouse for all of November. We'll talk about that later as well. And then, so you knew that just the lack of defense, Tibbs was not going to have this fucking sitting there staring him in the face for much longer. Boom, the move has been made. The tricky part is they've already got one sort of spark plug, well, two spark plug guards coming off the bench in New York and Emmanuel quickly and D-Rose. To add another one in there is a bit tricky, so we'll see how it goes, but... Ah, oh, Kemba. Who could have foreseen this except for fucking everybody? Um, anyway, Blake Griffin, he's also out of the rotation there in Brooklyn because uh, he's also been, what's the word again? Oh, that's right. Shithouse. Yes, Blake has been fucking horrible this year after the big bounce back that he got once he joined Brooklyn at the end of last season. Uh, that has not translated. Not at all. Blake, I don't know what you are doing in the offseason, but it was not practicing your shooting. Was he hanging out with Ben Simmons? Like what was going on there? Uh, but he's out of the rotation at the moment. Apparently, he's already spoken to DeAndre Orden. DeAndre yeah, because he doesn't have a jumper. doesn't have a J. Um About what happens and how to deal with falling out of the rotation. And uh, I don't know how DeAndre Jordan would have responded. Would DeAndre Jordan be like, yeah, look, to be honest, it's because I'm fucking shit. And I have been for a while. So I guess welcome to the club. (laughs) Just got to take it like a professional. All right. So with that sort of quick schmattering of news for you. How about we uh, do some game wraps from today? And I'll fang through the rest of this show as quick as I can. Because again, I've got to go get the squid today. It's late games, man. They fucking kill me. All right, let's do it. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Let's do this damn thing. Nine games today. Had some absolute belters. One of which was Philly beating Orlando. Oh, geez. one hundred one ninety-six. The Sixers really tried to fuck this one. They really tried. They were getting booed in their own building. So they're up 16 in the second quarter Where the Sixers. Up 11 to the half. Absolute shit show from there, though. Uh, Magic came out of nowhere. It was a 25-8 to eight run at the start of the uh, third. The Magic take complete control. But Sixers call a timeout. They drop a couple of threes. George and Yang hits like a great three. Uh, out they go. They sort of got their noses back in front. And remember that Tobias Harris is pretty good at basketball. Remember that Joel Embiid's also very big and gets fouled a lot. And that's how they won this game. They missed every shot they took for about three minutes at the end uh, to put the scare back in them, having gotten back up. Uh, But they hit their free throws down the stretch. Uh, Their defense sort of stepped up a little bit against Orlando as well. Orlando, look, Franz Wagner, he was amazing. Uh, But he tweaked his ankle, basically going in for a bucket that would have kept it a one-score game right towards the end. So he goes out. They've already lost Jalen Suggs. They don't have Cole Anthony. So good on the Magic for battling. Uh, Franz, he was great. Twenty-seven, six, and five. He's like been fucking bawling out. And if you want a Smokey for Rookie of the Year, the problem is no one gives a shit about Orlando. Uh, <laughs> Eleven of twenty-four from the floor. Suggs, as mentioned, looked okay. Looked really good. Seventeen points, five assists, not bad. MOBAMBA! a career-high six blocks. He was awesome. Eleven points, seventeen rebounds. A couple of, you know, janky fouls, but you get that on the Mo jobs. Uh Wendell had a rough one. He had eight points. He went O of six from downtown. Did Wendell Carter Jr. He had 12 rebounds. T Ross had a rough one too. Two of eleven. Thanks for coming. T Ross. Uh O of six from three as well. Gross. So he and Wendell combined to go 0 of twelve. Jesus, no wonder they lost. Uh Embiid had 16 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, two blocks. He shot four of sixteen. Not great. Only 1 of 2 from 3, but he was uh, trying his like, little step-back jumpers and whatnot and just clanking all of them. He was uh, 7 of 10 from the free-throw line, though. That kind of helped. They were ha- like, really, really, really s- saved here, I guess, by Seth Curry just not missing. He went 10 of 13 for his 24. Tobias the Never-Nude Harris, he had 17 and 9, a.k.a. a Tobias Harris. Uh, George Nyang, Shake Milton and fucking and Corkmaz went 7 of 23 combined. And 2 of 13 from downtown. The fact that the Sixers still won this is fucking amazing. Uh, but at the same time, they were just the much steadier team. Like Even though Tyrese Maxi just... Ugh, bit of a rough one for the uh, Tyrese Maxi fan club over here. 9 points on 12 shots. 2 of 12 shooting. It was brutal. But he did have 9 assists and 0 turnovers. So kept his head on his shoulders. You love to see that. Anyway... Uh, Orlando, they dropped a 4-18, Philly 11 in turn. Denver, Miami, it was the showdown that was promised. Joker versus Markeith Morris. No, no, didn't live up to the hype because uh, Markeith Morris is still fucking out from the injury that he sustained from Nikola Jokic. And I still kind of like think Joker should be out the same amount of games that Keefe misses, right? Medically. Because they're basically off the bat, they're kind of like, fuck, he's hurt his neck. He's going to be out 10 games. And, uh, yeah, he's still not back for this. Jimmy Butler was out for this one as well. And Denver just kicked the fuck out of Miami. one 11 It was like a 15-2 run by Denver in the second quarter. And it just turned the game upside down. Like, they got up 20 and they looked fucking amazing. It was crazy. It was seriously weird. Like, Miami have this on the odd occasion, right, where Duncan Robinson's off. There's no Tyler Hero in this one. No Jimmy Butler. Bam is just fucking looking like a chook with his head cut off. And they look fucking trash. They just look like a bad basketball team. This was 38-35 Denver leading. And then it was 63-43 Denver at the half. So it was a 25-8 run. And that was basically the game. Like, Jokic had like 17-9 in the first half after coming back from his sprained wrist. He was incredible. And it never got close. Like, Bam started playing better in the second half. But without Butts and Hero, just no dice. Uh, so the Jokic, brother, Jokic brothers, I believe, they now just run Miami. Like, that's how it goes, right? Hey, man, you come to my town, you best be prepared. What, to get your ass? I'll hand you your ass. Yeah, I think that's how it's going now. Uh, UD, Jimmy Butler, no punch-ons. bit bit sad. Anyway, Bam had 24, 13, and 6. Too little, too late. He had five overs as well. Tough one. Kyle Larry, big boot of Larry He went 5-9 and nine from the floor. He had 17 points. Not bad. He had 14 assists. Not bad, but... Uh, Just felt like he wasn't impacting the game. It was really strange. Cody Martin had 18. Uh, Struce made six threes. He had 19. Gabe, not dead yet. Vincent, four made threes. He had 14. Duncan Robinson, though, stunk. And nobody else scored. (laughs) Joker had 24, 15, and seven. He was amazing. Uh, 20 and five for Air Gordon. You love to see that. And Bones fucking Highland. Bones fucking Highland. I love him. 19 points of six of nine. Nice shooting. Uh, 5 of 8 from downtown. He is just a fucking weapon. I love him. 11-4 and 6 for Monty Morris as well. Nuggets snapped their 6-game losing streak They're 10-10 Miami dropped to 13-8. and eight. What else? We had Charlotte the Ball ball. They lose in Chicago. 133-119. Fun game for the first quarter and a half. Charlotte led 50-51 to 51, then bang. Chicago just fucking kicked the door in. Ran them off the floor. In the third, it was like Caruso, DeMar, Vooch is nailing through. Like, Vooch hit a halftime buzzer-beating three, which is insane. They outscored them basically 52 to 28 over, like, 15 minutes from the end of the second through the third. And they were down 23 at one point, the old Hornets. And then they rip off, like, an eight-zip run. Suddenly they're back into it, and there's plenty of time left in the fourth. And then they just keep scoring. And Chicago can't hit it. ends up being a 19-4 run in the fourth quarter out of absolutely nowhere. It's a four-point game. But this is the thing with the Bulls. They steadied. They had a timeout. They get back up big uh, because they get a Vooch bucket. Then Kobe, what? Kobe comes out of nowhere, scores five straight. They get back up 11. They're kind of ha- happy with that. And then the shot-making of Levine and Vooch and DeMar DeRozan there was massive. Like, it was awesome. And, like, it's sort of testament to DeMar, Lonzo, Levine, Caruso, Vooch. They've also got, like, a team of dudes who tend to make just good decisions, like solid decisions. Like, they don't seem to panic that much. And that's exactly what happened with the against the Hornets. And they kind of just went, oh, oh, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. And, like, Lonzo smashed in a three to put the dagger in. So that was pretty good. Like, they withstood the Rozier uh, flame-throwing moment, which was fucking awesome. He was 6 of 7 from 3, ends up with 31. Lamello, though, couldn't hit the side of a barn. 5 of 15, he ends up with 17 points, 13 assists. Gordon Hayward was pretty good in that uh, third, well, into that fourth quarter as well. He just sort of lit a fire under their ass. 22 and 6 for him. But Kelly Oubre, 18 points on 8 of 17 shooting. Thanks for coming, Kelly. And uh, PJ Hamilton, Washington, 15. He goes 5 of 7 from downtown. But, yeah, weird game. Weird one. Vooch, he was awesome. 30 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. He went 6 of 6 from 3. Vooch. I love his release. It's so strange. But anyway, DeMar had 28, 5, and 6. He went 12 of 20 himself. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. See, look, this is one of those games where Chicago win because they've kind of got like contributors up and down the roster just doing everything. There's assists flying out of everyone's ass. They were moving the ball. Gang rebounding. You love to see it. Lonzo had 16 points, 8 assists, 2 turnovers. He, were four, he went 4 of 5 from deep. He was awesome. Caruso had 14 points, 7 assists. Kobe White chucked in his 8. Good win for Chicago. Especially after Charlotte came flying back into it. But what do we say here in NBA Australia? Oh, it's bloody hard to get back into a game and then actually win it. Uh, Charlotte, 13 and 10 now. Chicago, 14 and 8. OKC lost in Houston. The toilet bowl. So we had the ball bowl. Now we had the toilet bowl. Uh, Houston, I tell you what. Kicked the shit out on 102.89. Uh, because Houston have uh, struck gold. They've realised, oh, wait, playing Daniel Tice next to Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for being a cockhead, uh, not a great idea. So they've stopped that. And they are amazing. They've won three in a row now, and their just team makes fucking way more sense. Christian Wood's just fucking off the leash Everybody else is suddenly hitting their shots, and the Thunder just got ran over the top. Like The Thunder, though, for their part, they just couldn't hit a fucking shot today. Like Giddy had his worst shooting game of his career. No one could hit a shot. Dort, Jeremiah, Robinson, Earl, Baisley, they combined to go 5 of 30. 5 of 30! 1 of 19 from downtown between them. Uh, SGA, he had 22 points. It came on 9 of 20 shooting, though. And look, Trey Mann and Jose Roby had 17s off the bench. But yeah, when uh, what is that? One, two, three, four of your other dudes can go combine to go five at 30, and one of 19 from downtown. Uh, that's a rough one. I'll tell you that much. Uh for the Rockets, Gar- Garrison Matthews, he had 19 points. Jimmy, you're bearing the lead. Yeah, Christian Wood. What well, Skomo's got? For, I don't know. Talking down to women. Uh, <laughs> 24 points, 21 rebounds, three blocks. He was awesome. He did everything. And uh, it's one of those things where the Thunder are kind of like, oh, yeah, we don't have anybody to cover this guy, do we? Should we try Poco? Oh, we've tried Poco. It was bad. Uh, Jay Sean Tate had 15, 6, and 8. KPJ, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. You heard that right. Kevin Porter Jr. just racked up a triple-double. The best part was the rest of his team clearing out to make sure he got that rebound. They would sort of... Team rebound tap down, and he gathers it up. And the uh, home scorer gave him a rebound for it. It might have been worse than Harden's triple-double because he goes 4 of 17 to Kevin Porter Jr. 1 of 8 from 3. 5 turnovers. Anyway, Houston, that's their third on the trot. They're 4 and 16. OKC, okay, 6 and 14. We got a belter you Minnesota. The Wolves win at 198. It's really 196. That was a uh, buzzer beater. Um Ant-Man was out there crushing dudes. Pacers got up 12 at the start of the third. But then the Wolves, and look, this is testament to the Wolves. India on a back-to-back, but the Wolves ground them down. And despite getting down pretty big in that third quarter, ground them down by the end of the third and had the lead. And it looked like they were about to cough it up right at the end. 13-4 run at the end uh, with about a minute to go to uh, the Pacers got back into it, right? And then Malik Beasley. He'd been 0-5, I think, from the floor in clutch moments this season. Then nailed a massive three, gave Minnesota control of the game. Kogi had a massive block on Brogdon. And boom, Minnesota hold on. It was crazy. They did miss a couple of free throws as well, which made it just a little bit hairier than it ought to have been. But that Kogi block was nuts. And uh, you got Carl anthony Towns out there saying, Josh Okoge, he's an all-NBA defense player. And it's like, eh, is he, though? Yeah, that was a pretty good block, though. Pacers. Crazy game. 16 points, 25 rebounds for the Suvlaki King and 10 assists. That's right, a triple-double for Demantis Sabonis. Oh, yeah, I love the combination of meat. Thanks, Tomatis. Chuck a bit of extra tomato in there, would you? Thanks, mate. Garlic sauce, bit of chili. Thanks, man. Uh, 25, 6-5 and five for El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon. 15 for Justin Holiday, and nothing elsewhere. My sweet baby Carrots, he had a rough one. He went 3-14. Oh, jeez. Nine points. Uh, but the Wolves, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. Look, this is their big three. Can we call it like a mediocre three? Not a big three. There we go. The mediocre three of the Wolves, 32 and 8 for Carl Anthony Towns with nine turnovers. Jesus. Uh, D'Lo had 21 and 11. Uh, also shot 7 of 17. Not to be outdone, Ant Man. He shot 7 of 19. Uh, he also had 21 points, though. And uh, thing is, like, Nazarid was the only other bloke in double figures. He had 13. Malik Beasley had 9. Uh, hit that three late. But the Wolves, like, if their mediocre threes is going to go out there in every game, like, drop 74 points for you, like, it makes your life a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? Either way, Indy now 9-14, and 14, Minnesota 11-10. The boil over the day. The Cavs, the Mavs. The two teams ending in Avs. Are Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland. Kick the fuck out of Dallas. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland. Unbelievable sayings. Like, seriously, Dallas, they got straight killed. So he got straight killed. I don't know how or why beyond the fact that Dallas might be shit. And I just don't know where to land on them. Because, look, Mavs not named Luca were 1 of 13 from 3 in the first half. Mobley had the fucking fear of God just putting everybody on Dallas um, after they sort of finished the first quarter on 8-zip run. Like, that was the game. Like, it didn't get any better. It was only Luca who had a triple-double... But there was nothing else going for them at all. Like if Hardaway the lesser isn't going ballistic, the extreme Zinger meal is just yamming on motherfuckers. The extreme Zinger meal. He was really good for like a couple of moments, and then just was shit. He rolled an ankle, and this is the thing. I talked about this about a, about a week ago with the uh, Luca and Zinger like. So Luca being out, he comes back. They can maybe mesh their games together. We'll give it a couple of weeks. We're about a week into that, and the results. I'll tell you what, they've not been bloody good. They've been, in fact, quite fucking shit. Because they've lost to Washington, they've lost to Cleveland. Oh, my God. Cleveland! At home. Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, but the Cavs, I'll tell you what, they're just fucking great. Seriously. Like, it's the size. they fucked up the Mavs. Allen, Mobley, Larry, that's a girl's name, Markkinen. The Mavs just couldn't handle it. They've got, like, a 7-foot-fucking-20 dude out there in Zinger. they got a fucking 6-foot-9, 6-foot-10 point guard. And there's nothing they could do. It's crazy. Luka has 25-10-10. Shoots 9 of 21, 7 of 11 from 3, 0 of 4 on his free throws, Uh, but no one else did shit. Uh, 4 of 12 for the zinger, Hardaway, missed all three of his threes, he had 6 points. Ugh, ugh. Uh, At least Jalen Brunson came back, but he didn't do much. Uh, The best one was uh, Reggie Bullock, sniper alert, remember he wrote on his shoes, sniper alert, then went 0 of 2, well today he did that one better, 0 of 3. Sniper alert. He went 0 of 1 on free throws. Sniper alert. Reggie Bullock's in the building. Sniper alert. 0 of 3. And then he had a crack at Nick who oh, Go and fucking talk about shoes, dickhead. It's like, how about you hit a shot, you fucking numbskull? <laughs> Cavs, they shot 56%. They were awesome. 10 and 19 from 3. Jared Allen, go the throw. 28 points, 14 rebounds. 3 assists. Is he an all-star? We'll talk about that later. Lowry, uh, Larry, that's a girl's name, Marketing. Best game as a Cav. 24 and 8 for him. He went five and nine from downtown. Darius, Judy Garland, 18 and 9. He was awesome too. Mobley was good. 12 7 2 and 2. A couple of blocks. Fear of God placed in every Mav just because of his fucking presence. K Love even had 10 5 and 3. So the mat. look, the Cavs. A was handy. Look, Allen, Garland, Lowry, Mobley. I kind of love it. Like they're cool. They're fun. They're janky. They're weird. Anyway, Dallas, they're ten to nine. Cleveland. Cleveland. Are eleven and ten. San Antonio! They beat the pants over Washington 116-99. Oof, I nailed this one. Uh, you knew that they were gonna have one of those games on the road at some point, Washington. And uh, the Spurs rolled him in the second half. I think it was 71 to 48 in the second half. I think the you led it the halftime by six, so yeah. Uh, but the thing is, watching the second half of this one. Washington just checked out. They're just like sloppy, disinterested, couldn't hit anything, not much hustle. It was basically an entire team of Kuzmas. Uh, Beal had 18 points and 21 shots, 13, 5, and 3 for Kuzma. KCP had 17. Dinwiddie had 16 points, uh, one assist for your point guard. Thanks for coming. Uh, Avdijar, Denny Avdijar and uh, Rahul Neto both went one of six. Yeesh. Uh And Bertans, guess what? He's going to pop up later. DeJounte Murray, though. Continues his uh, tilt at most improved player. No one's going to care, though, because he's in San Antonio. 22, 10, and 8. 24, 5, and 5 for uh, Derek White And teenage mutant Jakob Pirtle, 14, 11. Forbes is really good off the bench as well. Cowden Johnson's handy. Big win for the Spurs. First time this season they've won back-to-back games. They're 6 and 13. Washington dropped to 13 and 8. Utah end up spanking Portland, 129, 107. Bit of a defensive masterclass early, this one for the yazz but they do love letting teams hang around, and that's kind of what Portland did. But they finally put him away in the fourth. Um, the key to this was the way they smothered Dame. They just fucking... Conley was like, all right, I'm just going to make your life miserable, and we'll keep putting size on you and just see what you can do. And you couldn't do anything. They forced the ball out of Dame's hand. CJ, look, as long as you keep him bothered as well, keep him not that efficient, that's how you beat the Blazers, and that's exactly what happened. Like Donovan Mitchell came out locked in on this from the get-go, defensively looking really, really, really good. Found his shot early. Jingles was on fire. Bojan was hitting shots. Gobert was just fucking everywhere as a menace. And when Utah looked like that, you're just like, ah, yeah, they're good. Let's just see them do it in a playoff series. Nurk had 24 and 10. Uh, Simons was awesome. He had 24 points as well. (sighs) 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists for Dame. Four twelve, shooting chases. Nineteen for CJ, just not enough for the Blazers. Robert Covington. Like I I put it to you. What is the point of Robert Covington? Oh, oh, defense, man. He played 19 minutes and they still got obliterated. Zero points. 0 of three from the floor. 0 of two from three. Gross. Anyway, the Yaz, Donny Mitchell. He was bloody good. Thirty points. Five was it? Five assists. Four steals. Yeah, he crushed it. Rudy 21 points, 16 rebounds. Just doing a little bit of everything. And uh, you love to see him on the offensive end, the big Frenchman. Crushing it, 13 for Boyan, 14 for Jingles with six assists. Uh, Conley had six assists as well. He they had two points, but his job was out there to uh, just, you know, harangue Dame, and that's what he did. 14 for Rudy Gay, and 22 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. He nailed six of his 10 threes. Good job there. 10 and 11 of Portland. I believe they're 1 and 10 away from home though. Not ideal. And Utah are now 14 7. Crushing it. Good job. Finally, New Orleans beat the That's right. Los Angeles Clippers. They're no longer the New Orleans Pelicans, apparently. Not if you ask. My name is Jonas Valanciunas. Hello, it's Lithuanian Jonas Valanciunas. Came out absolutely fucking wrecking motherfuckers today. 123, they beat the Clippers, 104. And this was all my name is Jonas. He hit 7 of 7 from 3 in the first half. He had 29 points. He did it all. He was absolutely unstoppable. There was nothing the Clippers could do. And it was beating him on the boards. Paul George played his ass off, but there was literally nothing the Clippers could do to even get close after that just, like, smackdown. They were up 15 after the first quarter. It was absolute like... You could see just the spirit just depart their bodies as well. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. And then, like, I don't know, the Clips made a little bit of a run late, but then it was like you turn around, and it's like three and a half minutes worth of garbage time right at the end, and it's like, oh, shit, the game's over. So good job by the Pals. Ah, for the Clips, 27 for Paul George. I mentioned that. He had seven turnovers, though. And there was a moment in the start of the fourth quarter where the Clippers probably could have stolen the game. And I believe the Pelicans were 2 of 11, since the start of the fourth quarter. And in the same period, the Clippers were one of three. That's how bad they'd been with turning the ball over, uh, just giving it up, missing rebounds. It was brutal. So not ideal. 19 points uh, for Reggie Jackson. He had four threes. Uh, Serge Ibaka had one of his better games since he came back. 13 and six for him, but zero elsewhere. Eric Bledsoe, 10 points. Thanks for coming, bro. Four or six in 29 minutes. Legend. The Duckman, 2 of 7. Uh, 3 of 7, sorry. Uh, not to shortchange him. Uh, he had 9 points. The Duckman, Luke Kinnard. And that was about it. T-Man. He hasn't been very good this year. He had 6 points. And for the Pelicans. That's right, the Pelicans, not the Pelicans. My name is Jonas. He's going to pop up again in a second. 39 and 15. 39 and 15. Brandon Spindles Ingram had 27, 7 and 4. He played a belter. Like, he just kind of did a little bit of everything. He went 1 or 2 from downtown. You want to see more... Threes out of Spindles, but shit, he was good. Uh he had four points, twelve rebounds, and nine assists from Josh. Fucking, ah! I love that. And uh, Devonte Graham, not a much, not much out of him, but Jesus, when you've got my name is Jones going up for thirty-nine and Spindles dropping twenty-seven, they kind of just filled in the gaps. Nikki Alexander Walker couldn't hit the sign of a fucking barn. He went three of eleven. Um, and Herb Jones though, how good's Herb Jones? He crushed it. I love him. Just does a little bit of everything. He had 16 points, 4 rebounds. Just filling in the gaps. Either way, they had 7 turnovers to the 15 turnovers of the Clippers. Out-rebounded by them. Out-rebounded them by 12. They had 14 offensive rebounds. Did the Pals. Absolutely crazy. Three times the amount that the uh, Clippers had. And boom, there you go. The Pals are now 6-17. and 17. Clippers 11-10. Pelicans, not out of it yet. Either way, let's do an NBA australia proof performance of the day. <laughs> nice That's a knife. Oh, look. Let's go big men. All big men today. Rudy Gobert, the staff Tower was un-fucking-real for the Jazz. If you watch that game, he controlled it for them after uh, large swathes of it, and obviously ends up with a pretty bloody good uh, stat line, right? 21 points, 16 rebounds, shot 9 of 11. V- Vooch, he was massive, 6-6 six from downtown for Vooch. He was bloody good, the big Montenegrin, and really sort of sparked him a couple of times. And, like, it's interesting to see the Bulls trying to get him going, and going he got. <laughs> 30 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 12-19 and 19 from the floor, 6-6 six from downtown, huge game. And, of course, the Suvlaki King, I mentioned this, 25 rebounds, 16 points, 10 assists, big triple-double. He did shoot like shit, and they did lose, so blow it at your ass. Uh, my name is Jonas. He's going to win it today because he was fucking incredible. 39 huge points, 29 in the first half that, as I said, just broke the fucking spirit of the Clippers, and they played them to a standstill in the third quarter and then sort of held them at bay in the fourth, and that was it. They end up winning by 19. So 39 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. He goes 15 of 24 from the floor, 7 of 8 from 3, and terrified fucking everybody. He's just out there laying wood. The way that he was on such a fucking heat check for like the, what, the 5th, the 6th, the 7th threes. I don't care, I'm shooting it. And everyone's like, fucking please shoot it, Jonas. You're incredible. So my name is Jonas. Tell you what, he was bloody good today. And uh, there's a bit of a vibe sometimes when you look at the Pelicans and Jonas is absolutely flying. And you're like, I guess this could work with Zion. Maybe it would be fun. And then you look at their guard play and you're like, oh, maybe needs more Josh Hart. Don't know about Nick Alexander Walker, but still, his name is Jonas. He was carrying the wheel. Thanks for all you've shown us. Let's do Spud of the Night. Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. I mentioned all of OKC. <laughs> well, bar from SGA what was a Dort, Jeremiah, Giddy. And uh, Baisley, 5 of 30 combined. Unbelievable. Uh, Carrots, I mentioned him as well. 3 of 14 for his 9 points. Rough one for my sweet baby, Karis LeVert. T. Ross, 2 of 11 for him. Uh, I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson because he can't hit a shot. 1 of 9, all of which were from downtown today. Now, in a game with a heat uh, without Jimmy Butler, or there goes my Tyler hero, gee, should the guy that we almost get, we gave almost 100 million bucks to this offseason you think it would be nice if he could do fucking anything apart from go one of nine from three? Just a little something-something. Anyway, uh, sticking with uh, overpaid shooters who have apparently forgotten how to shoot, he's back, baby. Oh, I love it. The Davis Batons Memorial Spud of the Night Award goes to Davis Batons! Woo! 0 of 4 in 11 minutes. <laughs> he's gone 0 of 12. Across his last three games. One of 22 in his last four games. One of 22 across the last four games. That is an amazing spud-worthy effort for a bloke who was literally paid tens of millions of dollars to shoot a basketball. And he can't do it. That's incredible. What an inspiration for the children. Great job, Davis. You are the Spud. Spud God, I reckon, at this point. Old mate, no mates. 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 mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Luke Godonchich, because i tell you what, none of his mates rocked up today. And uh, they got their ass kicked by the Cavs. That's right, by Cleveland. Of all bloody teams, by Cleveland. Cleveland. And uh, i tell you what, that's one of those ones where he gets on the bus and just starts fucking slapping dudes... Over the back of there, the where the fuck were you? Bang! Time and time again. He needs his mate, uh, Creaky, back on the bus with him as well, just to, uh, you know, kick some heads. Um, it's like, you gotta look at Luca and just go, shit, how angry after a game like that must he be? It's like, can one of you fuckwits hit a shot? Jesus. Anyway, tough scenes. Uh, but the flip side of all mate, no mates, how about everybody's mate? Kevin Porter Jr. I loved that. I thought it was so, look. It's not quite Ricky Davis throwing the fucking ball to himself off the opposition backboard to get a uh, rebound, but Kevin Porter Jr. getting his 10th board with like Shangoon like tapping the ball kind of half to him and like Jay Sean Tate, scr- like no, Josh Christopher I think was screaming at him, pick it up, pick it up, get the ball, and it's like hilarious, like everyone's screaming at Kevin Porter Jr. to get it, and he got it, and they credit him with the rebound, but... That's some pretty cool teammate vibes, I think. Because, look, triple-doubles, everyone's like, oh, triple-doubles don't mean shit. But if you're Kevin Porter Jr., your teammates all sort of step up. They know you've had a bit of a shit-shooting night, but they know you're only one rebound away. It's fucking cool. So uh, that's the opposite of all mate, nomads. That everybody, he's your mate. He's our mate. We love him. Kevin Porter Jr. with the Rockets. Pantsing of the night, however. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was supercharged today. Supercharged Zingerberger. For a minute, you're watching this going, what is going on? Go the Fro got absolutely smashed on by the Extreme Zinger meal. Extreme Zinger meal. After Supercharged Burger Supercharged Burger Fucking demolished Isaac Okora at the rim. Well, he blocked the shit out of it, and then he smashes on top of fucking Jared Allen at the other one. Unfortunately, that was about his only good fucking moment in the game. So tough one. And Nakogi turning back our presidente, Malcolm Brogdon, was pretty pantsy. He's like, "Oh, you want to win the game? Yep, yeah, no." Nah. Like it was so casual. It's like, "Nah, you can't shoot that over me." What do you think? Shut up. Got rid of it. Love to see it. Then finally, in the ball bowl, let's do better than Lonzo Ball. <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh Franz Wagner tonight. 27 points, six rebounds, five assists. Crushed it obviously. Uh, but this one's obviously the ball bowl. So you've got Lamelo going, oh nah, man, I'm way better than Lonzo. Lonzo's like, fuck you are. <laughs> He's now two and one. I guess his little brother is uh Lonzo. Gets the win today. But better yet, blocks his little brother absolutely fucking negates one of his shots. And, I mean, if you look at just the raw stats, so 18-7 and 13 for Lamelo. you're like, oh, that's pretty good, bloody good, man. 16-1 and 8 for uh, Lonzo. Flip side, though, Lonzo shot the shit out of it. He went 6 of 8 from the floor, 4 of 5 from downtown, whereas Lamelo couldn't hit the side of a fucking ban. As I said, 5 of 15 from the floor, 3 of 8 from 3, so... Today, Lamello, you're not better than Lonzo. Lonzo can take the big suit at the table because he's the big bully. Oh, good job, Lonzo. You beat your little brother. I mean, do you reckon Lamello just sort of came off the thing? Dad, Lonzo's beating up on me. 100%. All right, we'll be back in a second with Yeah, Naz, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kadee. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This, this is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as WorTho. And you're listening to, MBA Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening 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 to NBA Australia. And you're, listening to MBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. <throat> All right, let's do some n They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Night Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, party time. Get some slabs, get some bottles of wine, get some cocktails from the online bottle Don't let the Omicron Percy I-8 get you. Just bring the bottle to you. It's way easier, and it's rona-free. So if you go check it out, uh, you've got all the amazing beers. They've got all the wines, the cocktails, and if you're banging the code STRAYER at thedailyliquor.com, if you're in the metro Melbourne area, You'll get same-day delivery if you order before noon, and you'll get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. How good is that? It's a hell of a deal. I'm literally giving you free beers. So go get around at thedailylicker.com right now. Code STRAYER. Off you go. Right. Yeah, nahs. We take some NBA storylines, decide whether they're more yeah or more nah. Number one, our Denver snake bit. Yeah, nah. I mean, they kind of are. But it's the same time, it's like, oh, I can't believe I got bitten by a snake when I was walking through snake-infested territory. Um, like, these are the risks they had to take. Like, but... Michael Porter Jr. dropped to them because of back problems. So you roll the dice. You hope that he doesn't. He looked great for a second there. you thought he might have been through the fucking shrub. No! Another one crops up. And he did look shit to start the year as well, so you got to imagine that it must have been bugging him. And uh, it was a bit of a tough one, so... I mean, the Jam and Jamal injury, though, was just shit luck. But that's one of those things where you go, oh, there must be Snakebit, man. They lose Jamal, they lose PJ Dozier, they lose MPJ. This year is Snakebit, but at the same time as a franchise, I mean, yeah, they got Snakebit because they walked through, like, rattlesnake territory in, like, a pair of fucking Kmart double pluggers, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, my God, I got bitten. What a world. Um, but this is also, like, they're not that snake bit because it's kind of balanced out by the fucking fact they found an MVP in the second round. It's insane. Uh, so their luck kind of, you know, balances all out. But, I mean, what a weird story for Denver just in general, right? Like, after the Mallow trade, they had their, uh, we're a better team now, stronger together kind of vibe under George Carl. Like, those Ty Lawson, uh, Wilson Chandler, Mozgov, Andre Miller teams. Like, they won like 57 fucking games or whatever one year, right? Oh, good. Uh, and then they sort of, you know, sort of slowly falls apart. They get rid of George Carl. They try Brian Shaw. They have the Emmanuel a stuff. And then they sort of luck out with Jam and Jamal Murray, like, developing, and Joker obviously developing, trading Nurk. Um, so they, yeah, they never really bottomed out, even though they were kind of a bit shit there for a bit. And, yeah, it sucks massively, though, doesn't it? Because it's like, they're a weird and fun team, and this is, even though they beat Miami today, it does feel like it's a lost year no matter what, right? Ugh. Should they be better off tanking from here on out? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joker's is so good. Like, it's the old tide that raises every boat kind of vibe. That you might still have a puncher's chance of getting into, like, you know, the... If you can keep afloat throughout the season, though, Jam and Jamal Murray might be back in, like, April. Who knows? So I think you keep trying. Kemba and Blake. It's warranted, right, for them to be moved from their spots in the rotation as starters? Yeah, nah. Fuck yes. What are you talking about? Blake can't hit a shot. He's 9 of 56 from three this year. I mean, I might be better than 9 of 56 from three at this point. He's 16%. That's Unbelievable. Uh, and he's also only 31% from the floor overall. So he's just not hitting anything. He's got zero lift. Uh, and defensively, I mean, he was kind of fun in springing in the playoffs last year, but maybe he just needs to have like fucking, you know, half a season off every year and away he goes. And the flip side as well, Kemba's fucking cooked. Like they are just, go on Twitter and just search Kemba defense and you'll just see clip after clip after clip of him getting absolutely obliterated And, like, even the raw numbers back it up, right? They've been outscored by 122 points in the 441 minutes that Kem has played. That is just fucking crazy. (laughs) 122 You have a plus minus of minus 122, and you're a starter on a good team. How does that even happen? That's how bad he's been. And his shot is just fucking... Look, you know that I've been on this from day one, right? Like, he's shooting at the moment 41% from three, but that's the only thing he can get off. Like, he's at 42% from the floor in general. The thing is, it's gotten worse, because in November, he's only 39% from the floor and only 29% from three. So uh, he had a fast start at the end of October, which is why his average is that high, but it's 29% from three over the last fucking month. So not a great job. And uh, Kemba... I'm pretty interested to see what happens next. So that's the last year now here. Do Cameron Blake make it back to having an impact this season? Which I'm fascinated by. Absolutely fascinated by. Yeah, nah. I kind of think, yeah, right? Like, because not only are they big names, but they're very clearly smart, talented basketball players. But I think this is more interesting for the simple idea of, like, what does this mean for taking risks on old dudes who are bought out kind of vibes? Because... We've seen time and time after again, you add a couple of pieces, you hope for the best, and it really does feel like it doesn't kind of get you over the hump that much, unless it's like Danny Green. Um, (laughs) But but with names like Blake and Kemba, there's a reason that the teams they were on were either not playing them or just didn't want them around because they weren't going anywhere with them as like a centerpiece. So even if you try to make them less of a centerpiece, it's hard to play them full time and for them to have like a big positive impact. Right. So I think you'll see that they can both have a, like an okay impact in limited minutes. Like you're seeing it with LaMarcus Aldridge. Like I thought LaMarcus Aldridge would be what we're seeing Blake, right? With Blake Cookerated more fucking cooked than your old man snags. But He's been good, so I think that's probably the best option for them both now, right? Like, come off the bench, try to help anchor second units, et cetera, and go from there. The problem is, as I already talked about, like the Knicks already have D-Rose and Emmanuel quickly to do just that. Maybe they try D-Rose as a starter. Maybe they throw Quickly in as a starter. Maybe you try to keep Burks as a, uh, you know, flamethrower, three-point spe- shooting guard specialist off the bench. I don't know. The Nets already have got it. LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe they can slip him back into the starting lineup. Nick Claxton will be back. Who knows, but... The thing is, like, neither of them are that old, but they're very heady, smart, high-IQ basketball players. So, look, I'd expect both of them to bounce back and be important at some point in this season, right, And if not the playoffs. And I think it's smart that they're doing this now so they can try to acclimatise to the changes and actually have that impact. So it's pretty good coaching, I reckon. Um, wow, that was really positive, Jimmy. <laughs> right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 Jared Allen should be an All-Star. Like, he's having a better season than Sabonis. I mean, I'd argue he's having a better fucking season than Bam at this point, but it's like Embiid has missed most of this f- season, like big chunks of it. It's like Embiid, Bam, Vooch, Jared Allen is like the big sort of dudes in the East. And he's incredible. He was 28-14 and 14 today. He is absolutely shredding him efforts, and I love it. He ironically, is the perfect dude for Brooklyn. <laughs> but obviously, if they don't get rid of him, they don't uh, get Harden. But I'll tell you what, they could probably use Jared Allen more than they could use Harden, right? Um, if Kyrie gotten vaccinated. Um, but so far, I mean, he's shooting the shit out of it. All the way through November, he's over 67% from the floor. At the year, he's basically at 70% from the floor. It's absolutely fucking wild. His free throws aren't killing him. You know, kind of routinely going the uh, four for six. So he's, you know, 67 odd percent. Kind of not bad. He's averaging 15 and 11. He's crushing it. I fucking love it. Give me some more. Go the fro, Jared Allen. All-star. And finally, our back take It's Tuesday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yes, I'm logging back into seek.com.au to get a whole new kitchen staff, because I don't know how it keeps on happening, but this bird just keeps on getting fucking loose, and then we catch him, but he takes down five or six of the staff each time. But it is the most delicious of all the meats. Cassowary casserole, only at our back. And today's flame-grilled take is... The NBA 100% actually suspended Markeith Morris for 10 games to make sure... That he didn't play the next game versus Denver. But he was told that he could say he was injured just to save face. Only at Outback. There was no fucking chance of Mark Heath coming back to play this game. Even Joker, I thought, was going to miss. Says, oh, I got a sprayed wrist, bro. Yeah. You've been told by the NBA you're not allowed to <laughs> go to Miami. We don't want the Jokic brothers side, causing a soon. Malice in the palace. Malice in Miami. Let's do it. Either way. Uh, let's do some uh, a quick Australian player watch. Finish this one off right after this. This is Shane Heal, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Chuck is Australian player watch today. Jingling Joe Ingles against Portland. That big win absolutely gunned it. Back in the starting lineup, you love to see that. 14 points, he goes 5 of 9 from the floor, 4 of 8 from 3, 6 assists, 2 rebounds and a steal. Uh, obviously, Jingles had been struggling with the shot. Uh, this is a really, really nice bounce back. There were the sort of uh, inklings of it over the weekend, so good to see him like really step up and have a good one. Aussie Matty T in the win over Orlando. 20 minutes off the bench, uh, classic Matty T game. 3 of 5 from the floor, 1 of 2 from downtown, 7 points, 1 rebound, 1 block. To be honest, when I said typical, it should have been three steals and two blocks, but whatever. Josh Green got out there. Who's Josh Green? Uh, that's right, against that uh, Cleveland team who blew out Dallas. Uh, Josh Green and Green got out there for eight minutes. He went one of two from the floor and had two points, but more importantly, was a plus 11. Hashtag play Josh Green. Josh Giddy. Rough one. Uh, I mentioned this. He's worth shooting Not one of nine from the floor. Oh, of five from three. Two points. Five rebounds, seven assists, though. So made up for it in other areas. Also to steal and a block. Good on him. Rock him, sock him, block him. Jock him, Landau got in there for the last two minutes against the Wizards. He went one-on-one from the floor for his two points. And it was hilarious because they were trying to get him in. The refs were like, nah, man, you're too late. And then proceeded to fuck around for the next three minutes where it would have just been easy to go, fuck it, just get on there. The game was over anyway, you idiots. But it was nice to see Jock get out there again. Happy bloody days. All right, a Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot. Light him up, award. Throw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up, award. All right, this one, it's an obvious one because we mentioned it yesterday. Steph Curry, fastest player to ever reach 100 threes in a single season. Steph Curry in 19 games. He's nailing five and a half threes per game at the moment. It's uh, pretty bloody good. But I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you bloody what. Who's actually going to be the uh, Shane Hill Shooter Shoot line Em Up Award for today? What do you reckon? About my name is Jonas Valanciunas. He is third overall in the NBA in three-point percentage at the moment. Absolutely smashing it. And... As of today, with his insane NBA show approved performance of the day, joined Steph as the only player this season with 35 points, 10 rebounds, and seven threes in a game. Weirdly enough, both of them did so against the Clippers. My name is Jonas is basically just a 7-foot-1 Lithuanian Steph Curry. I've always believed it, and here we are. <laughs> uh, but actually, in terms of the actual Shane Hill shooter shoot, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills. Leading the league at 30, uh, 50% from the three-point line, uh, that's with your sort of attempted numbers above sort of two. And he's at 50% for the season. He's absolutely fucking bombing it. So great job, Paddy. Speaking of which, the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller, Game Day Twitter check-in. This one's a Jingle Joe Ingles Instagram post. A fucking cracking one of his. Uh, their youngest kid, the Ingles. Uh, one going on five. The kid standing up against the wall, looking cool as shit, hanging out, doing some stuff. So good on him. Jingles, very proud dad. You love to see that. Right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Indiverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah. Bloody hot today, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Should be right. Uh, so today, we had a rough one with the picks. Two of nine. So that means a 167 of 304 for the season. Oof. That was a big hit. Um, But should be right. The Cavs one really killed me with uh, Dallas. I really thought Dallas would actually be... Uh, you know, pretty competitive in that. Minnesota were covering right until the end. <laughs> OKC didn't show up. Charlotte didn't show up. Uh, Miami definitely didn't show up. I nailed the Philly pick, though, because I picked Orlando. Um, So tomorrow we've got five games. We'll have a late show tomorrow because we've got the squid all day tomorrow. But anyway, we've got a Bru- uh, New York Bowl. Run this town tonight. The Borough Bowl. Uh, the Knicks versus the Brooklyn Nets. Hello. Knicks, Nets. Always a rough one when it's in Brooklyn. Because uh, we go to these games and you'd be like, fuck, I hate Knicks fans. <laughs> it's, they obviously just crowd in there because it's a much cheaper ticket. Well, it used to be a uh, much t- cheaper ticket than the Knicks tickets, obviously at MSG. So it'd basically end up being 80% Knicks fans and a smattering of Nets fans. Uh, but I'm going to go Nets minus six and a half. I think Joe Harris out. Now they've got a bit of clarity there. I think we get a big Harden game. I think we get a big KD game. And the Nets smash it, I reckon. I think they'll be very keen to uh, lay a bit of uh, ownership on the city. Memphis, they go to Toronto. I'm going to take Memphis here. I just sort of think... Oh, actually, no. Jar Morant's out. Fuck, what am I doing? That's wrong. I kind of thought in my brain, I'm like, that seems like a weird line. Jar Morant's going to go off. No, he hurt his ankle and uh, is well, he hurt his knee, and he's out. So I'm going Toronto, minus four and a half. Save myself there. Uh, Toronto, just too multifaceted. We saw Memphis without Jar come out and kick the shit out of Sacramento, but I don't know if they can do that against Toronto, who are a better coached team and a much more complete team. So I'll take the Raps minus four and a half. Thank you. And then an absolute ball buster. Golden State versus Phoenix. That's right. The two best teams in the NBA right now. And the Warriors are two and a half point underdogs in Phoenix. I'm going to take the Warriors. Phoenix on a 16 game winning streak. CP3 versus Steph. I just feel like you'll even be in Go- like you'll be in Phoenix and you'll still have Warriors fans there. MVP chance for Steph. Everybody be super hype. At some point, Steph will get going and uh, blow the doors off this one. So I'm going to take Golden State to finish Phoenix's 16-point win streak. But fuck, it'd be pretty cool if the Suns won. Portland on a back-to-back. They play Detroit. I'm going to take the Blazers here minus nine and a half. They're at home. They need to deliver, and I think they will. I think they kick the fuck out of Detroit. And the Lakers play the Kings again after their three-overtime classic on the weekend. Uh, Four-and-a-half-point favorites are LeBron and the Lakers. I'll take that against Sacramento. In Sacramento, I think the Lakers bounce back and beat the Kings, as only the Lakers will, you know, with a little bit of uh, uncertainty (laughs) and a bit freaking out. That's how the Lakers do things at the moment. So there you go, five really fun games on. Knicks, Nets, Memphis, Toronto, Warriors, Suns, mwah! Even Detroit-Portland, that's a great one. It's a, uh, what was that? 90, 1990 finals, wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. Lakers-Kings, awesome. Cannot bloody wait. All right, we'll be wrapped, wrapping it all up for you tomorrow, so enjoy that. All right, so uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Story, Twitter, Facey IG, all that good stuff, or all of the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. will be a new episode up tomorrow. And uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check out his season finale and keep up to date with him on Twitter at FWCIE. Go to mbaaustralia.com slash shop and get your merch, get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on, I don't ask for much. Uh, Manscaped, use the code STRAYER and get 20% off when and free shipping when you're at manscaped.com. Thedailyliquor.com, bring the bottle over to you and use the code STRAYER and get a free six-pack. Knowable, download that from the app store, use the code STRAYER. There you go. Get 20% off getting smarter. I'm giving you... Stuff to make your junk look good. Booze and getting you smarter. Don't say I'm not here to help. Uh, big thanks going from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats and Joshua De Laurentis, Fascinator. Goldmines, Ramshackle Alami, Iowa, Sex Shadai, Green, 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 Dozers, all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, Have you tunes, NBA, Australia, Sports, Australian bands. So, should you? And we'll close out today's show with a quick jingles, HR and we... We'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Straight saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And later, hosen. Nah. and G'day, Joe Ingles here, head of Jingles HR. Yep, because when I'm not out there sinking threes, blowing kisses, kicking ass and taking names, or moving stuff back into my mansion in Paul George's head, I'm the world's leading HR expert and we help you with all your HR solutions and problems, don't we? So, with all this in mind, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from Luke in Sacramento. Dear Joe, I just got shit-canned again from a job that I love. But this has happened to me a couple of times. Should I maybe consider a career change? Yours sincerely, Luke in Sacramento. Oh, look, cheers are on in there, Lukey. Uh, yeah, nah. Look, I reckon it's a bit tough to do an entire career change. And as a HR manager, look, what I do in your position is sit down with others in my field and see where I might be lacking Uh, skills-wise, and then try to build up some uh, extraneous skills, whether it be people skills, management skills, whatever, and just try to really drill down on where you might be lacking and figure it out from there. I mean, unless you've sent, like, pretty weird, sexy stuff to people or, you know, gotten accused of some weird shit. So if in that case, you should probably just pack it in and go do something else. But, yeah, so there you go. Uh, As we always say here at Jingles HR, look – Just stick it what you're fucking good at, you idiots. (laughs) So there you go. I really hope that helps you out, Luke. Uh, And that's it for this week. Uh, I've been Joe Engels. This has been Jingles HR. Go get a jab up, ya.